internet share with the Broken for Better podcast. And we are a marriage ministry that believes that you can pick up something today to make your relationship better. Enjoy. Hey, welcome back. It is Kurt and Danette with Broken for Better. Two best friends having conversations and we are excited to be here with you today. Today we talk about careers. Careers. Where are we going with our careers? But first, I want to thank all you who have been monthly supporters, poured into Broken for Better. Could not do this without you. Could not do our life coaching sessions without you. Could not help the many people that we do um, through marriage counseling. And so thank you. Thank you for sewing into it. Thank you for being a part of this ministry. And thank you for making a difference in marriages. Secondly, the book. Yes. The book. The book. Authored by none other than Kurt Scher. It's more of a <laughs> it's more of a marriage pamphlet. It's but, seven exercise. Wait, can we tell them what it is? No, I think they need to look it up. Oh, I you think, gotta look it up. But yep. I'm not even gonna tell you anything about it. It's launching. It's coming soon. Yep. September 9th is on its way. I'm very proud of you. I can't wait. <laughs> it's so official. It's so funny to you. You have say an that. author bio. Uh, it's crazy. I know. It's pretty crazy. You can buy my book on all platforms. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's a Wesley Chapel bestseller. It's a Palm, Palm Cove. Cove. <laughs> it's a Palm Cove bestseller. Uh, anyway, so listen, careers. So this is very interesting, and I love this topic and wanted to talk about it today just because I feel like this has been wild for us. Oh, Lord. I mean, when you talk about careers and what's happening and where we're going and what we think's going to be a part. I mean, it's just nutty it is. where we have come. It so is. for us, let's kind of let's kind of bounce off. When you grew up, your career, your thought, what did you <laughs> think you were going to be at this stage in life? Oh, my goodness. OK, I first thought that I was going to do something like I really wanted to go into sonography. I was going to be a, I don't I just thought like, oh, I want to, you know, be the lady in the room when somebody, you know, has a baby and whatever, all those things. Not even thinking about, oh, there's also trauma and tragic things that mm. people have to deal with. And so I literally made it through one semester of college before I realized, nope, don't want to do that <laughs> at all. And then basically was a college dropout. But I was, I was, I was, and started doing, you know, I worked full time and then was going to be a stay at home mom. I knew that I wanted to do that so, so much. So like, I just was kind of all over the place. I wasn't one of those people that left high school saying, I'm going to go seek out this degree to be this. That was not my story at all. So I <laughs> too had dreams, my career, uh, you know, first growing up, you're always, I mean, growing up, you're going to be one of two things. An athlete of some sort. An athlete <laughs> of some sort, whatever sports you play, or garbage man, because you just want to ride the back of the truck. Really? Like it's... I actually worked. My first job was working, not as a garbage man, but for a garbage company, and that was never one of have, my dreams. <laughs> they should... It was not one of your dreams. No. <laughs> they should make you ride the back of the truck. I had to ride inside the truck, not the back. Did you not know that? I had no idea. In order, because I was first customer service, then I was working as an admin. And in order to be in that role, writing their paychecks, I had to know what they were experiencing. It was part of their training. So I had to spend an entire shift. Shut the front door. Yeah. I had to spend an entire shift riding with the garbage truck. Uh, riding with the garbage, like wait, the wait, garbage like man. Dude? I don't like to say you that. You like you were in the truck with some dude? Yes, I was. 
yeah, it was fine. But yeah, it was in the garbage truck. And he had to, uh, you know, tell me everything they were doing. And yeah. Wow. Good times. It was really, really stinky. 26 years of marriage. I thought I told you I that. I had no idea. I'm that. pretty sure I did. You probably just don't remember. I think I told you. Anyhow. Okay. So, so, so yeah. That was growing up. But then when I did that, I was like, now I'm going to be a career military guy. Like, I want to go into the Army. Mm. And I did do that. And I had some heart issues, so I had to get out. Yes. And then all of a sudden, I become an electrician. And I go to four years of electrical school, get licensed in that. And I'm going to be an electrician. And then that doesn't happen. Now I'm going to be a repairman. Well, that it did happen. happen. You did it for a long I time. I did. But, I mean, not as a career. Then in 2006, when I gave my life to the Lord and just knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, I was going back to... Um, Bible college, and I was going to devote myself to ministry in whatever way that looked like. Yeah. Had no idea the path and the route that it would go and where we would go and where it would lead us. But it's crazy now to see what my career has become. And even now to this day, it's like ever morphing as I just continue to go, <laughs> God, where would you have us now? It's not like I have this one defined career path that I'm going to do this until this age, and then that's it. Man, I'm in this ministry game, and it's like my career just kind of ebbs and flows with where God leads and where God takes and when God opened doors and when God shuts doors. So, Can I say something? Yes. That was really hard for me because, like, growing up, and I know you kind of have the same story. Like, my childhood, my dad had the same job. We were in the same house. My mom had the same job, still does to this day. He was a phone man and retired a phone man. Like, he definitely took a while to get there. Like, he did military stuff, too, before. But then, like, so I just kind of, I think, always resoluted in my mind, I'm going to get married. I'm going to get a job. My husband's going to get a job, and that'll be who we are. You wanted me to be a phone man? No. I didn't want you to be a phone man. I'm saying I kind of just assumed we would step into adulthood and the role that we were, were going to step into, and that would be our yeah. story. That would be... You know, okay, so let it. me, I'm just going to pull that thread a little bit. When you say that's hard for you. Or is, was hard for is me. Is I'm like, hey, I'm doing this, and now I'm not doing that. I'm going to go do this, and I'm not going to do that. Like, what is your <laughs> mindset towards me in those moments or towards our relationship? And a lot of those shifts were made in an unhealthy state of me. So, yeah. like, what was that like supporting it, not supporting it, doing it in spite of not Like, where were you at there? I think watching you in your unhealthy seasons make decisions was very difficult because the mm. main drive behind those decisions was income or stature. It wasn't calling. It wasn't mm. anointing. And I know not every job has to have that. So I'm not saying that, but it wasn't like I felt like you were maybe necessarily being led to something that was going to better our family it was being led by things that would maybe be beneficial to you. So that was very difficult. And of course, if it was beneficial to you, it usually would be beneficial to us. But I don't think we were in the healthiest place in our marriage. Not even I think. I know we weren't in the healthiest place of our marriage to be looking out for the best interests of both of, both of us and our children. You know? That, okay. That's so now hard. I'm like so curious. <laughs> was there ever something that I did yes. that you were dead. Yes. <laughs> I have it. I can say that with full it. gusto right now. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't know what I'm, it's like Jeopardy. I haven't even finished the question. What if it's completely different than what you know? I already could answer the question. What job did I do that you were like, outside of 
poker. I know you didn't like that every day. Well, yeah. Well, that wasn't an, a very unhe- a healthy yeah. environment. Was like, I don't mind one? you playing a game of poker, but when that became your job, that was a little sketch. So, so, so that was okay. So, yeah, my husband's a professional poker player now. And wait, is that the one or was there no, another? No, honestly, you know what was harder for me? Because in that season, you weren't doing that just as your job, you had other income. Mm-hmm. And it started out as what? It started out as a hobby, a fun hobby. Yeah. You have a very addictive personality, so that became very important. Anyhow, no, the hardest one for me was, was it called CSA? I know. You were helping college athletes get into, to like, sport, get in front of sports teams and programs, whatever, to get college scholarships. But it was all, uh, what do you call it when you get paid with? Sales. Sales. And it was yucky. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't who I knew God had called you to be. It just felt like, I felt like, and this is bad. I loved like who it, I did it with and I loved it, but it was not what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I don't want to like be little, but it felt like kind of like the the picture you think of when you think of like the used car salesman, you know, mm. like I just felt like it just felt yucky. And I'm like, oh, is this oh, who you I did are? not know that. Like I didn't know you yeah. were that against it. I was trying to be supportive, but it was really hard. <laughs> You did a great job. <laughs> Thanks. Really? You not. had no idea that I didn't? No, I don't think you, and I, and I, we weren't communicating very well yeah, then. Yeah, true. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I don't think you would have told me because I don't know that I would have received it well. And, and that's that's kind of an interesting thing. Like, are there potential topics with career choices and jobs that are off limits because someone's so against it, but someone can't receive well. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know if in those moments, I, I wasn't seeking it. It wasn't anything beneficial to our marriage at that time. It, money was very scarce. Um, I was yeah. working crazy hours, you know, but it was just a weird, weird thing. And I think when, when I gave my heart to the Lord and then realized very quickly, well, I'm going to go back to Bible college. And what's so funny is I didn't even, like, I knew that I was going to spend the rest of my life serving God. I didn't know in what capacity that looked like. When you came from a history like mine and a storyline of mine, you never think, oh, that's a pastor. Growing up, I wouldn't have thought like with the history and what I had been a part of, God ain't calling me to be on platforms to talk about his goodness. When the reality is, it's exactly what God would do redeem me from a broken past yeah. of the goodness and glory of God. And so now I see that, but that career very, I mean, for me, it was, man, I'm just going to serve God the rest of my days. I don't know if that's being an electrician. I don't know if that's a plumber. I don't know what that looks like. I'm just going to serve God in whatever I'm at. Yeah. And then very quickly he launches me into vocational ministry. And it's like, whoa, this is now my career. <laughs> like I'm now a pastor. That's crazy. Which that can be a topic all by itself on people that stay in ministry because it's their career and they are in an unhealthy season. That's a whole other topic for itself because that can we've seen that as well, both and. But I think the reason why CSA for me that that season, like it wasn't like a, a thing that I wanted to a hill I wanted to die on. Like you wanted to try this out. I think you were so exhausted with construction mm-hmm. and you were looking for absolutely anything as a way out 
that I wanted to encourage you to do something that was going to give you life because you were so unhappy. So it wasn't like this, this point of conversation for us to say, is this actually your next career? Is this the best career choice? It was, what do you need to do to be a happier, healthier, mm. whole individual? And so I think there's seasons in a marriage that sometimes even if you're not really, really excited about the calling or the step your spouse is going to take in a career, if you know like this is beneficial possibly for you as a as a person, then I'm willing to like say, let's try it out. Let's do this. I you love know? the fact that in one breath you say this is probably the one I like the least, but then you follow that up with, I went along with it because if it was creating a healthier, happy healthier happier you i was for it yeah and i i think that's that in itself speaks volumes of who you are like just that supportive person i think for many of us you know for a lot of the coaching sessions that we have it's that end game that is driving an unhealthy person Mm mm-hmm well, now we're here, I make this amount of money, and so I have to stay in this career because it gives us the lifestyle that we want. Ooh, yeah. Meanwhile, we're losing our kids, we're losing our marriage, we don't have time together, but hey, we can pay the bills and we can maintain this status that we look for. And I guess, you know, like I often say, every yes you give, there's a no attached to it as well. And I just wonder how many people are in careers, but it may not be Hmm. what they were destined to do. Man, I can think of a lot of people now who just know, know, know at some point in their life they were called to ministry. But because they didn't pay the bills or because things went bad, they left ministry. Now they're doing something that gives them a lifestyle they want, but they know deep down it's not what they were called to do. Either that, and there's we've also seen the opposite. The people that have gone, that their families have been put in the detriment because they are so concerned about sticking with that thing they call feel so called to do. Maybe it is ministry, and it might not even be paying the bills necessarily, or it could be, but they, they won't let it go because, again, of that title or that stature or how people view them, and it's not necessarily anymore about what God's actually called you to do. It's, this is who I am. So this is, so my family, if they suffer, I mean, that's on them, but this is my calling. This is my career. This is my title. Is there a way, (laughs) is there the ability to shut it off? So let's say my career isn't the most beneficial for my family. Do you think there's the ability to nine to five to be one way and that career not seep its way into the home? Absolutely not. I don't think so. I've never seen that in any way, shape or form. No, I think there's certain jobs that have to be compartmentalized. I mean, our son is stepping into one, you know, first fire, responders, first by responders. Far, by far, yes. they, they have to compartmentalize certain things. Um, but I do think, again, that's why we're such big advocates for therapy because I think there's certain things you have to process in order for your family to be able to continue to be healthy. But I think, um, it's always going to seep in a little bit. It becomes who it's just part of it's, it affects you. It affects you. We're, we're people with emotions and feelings. And I, 
I don't see how it couldn't. One of the biggest, you know, we talk about first responders, one of the biggest um, things that I've always admired about them is their ability to compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. And I think for any career, you have to do that, right? Um, but I've always been in awe at how they can turn it off. I think now the more coaching that we do with first responders, mm-hmm. we're realizing that there's only so much compartmentalizing you can do. It plays itself out in emotions or feelings or or softness or harshness of words. Like yeah. those compartments end up seeping out. So what it's made me realize is even the ones that are the greatest at going, okay, I've got to turn it off. There's some like bleed over from that. Mm-hmm. And so there really is your career does work itself out in your home. Well, the fact that there are statistics, right? And there are surveys and articles you can read on the percentages of marriages that make it or don't make it based on career. It That's a sign and yep. a very real picture of the fact that career affects what we bring home. It doesn't mean it has to. I'm not saying, I don't want to speak that over anybody, but you know, you look at people that are walking through high stress positions and jobs, and that is a statistic, you know, even those in ministry, first responders, lawyers, doctors, all those, those, their statistics there because of the, the, the realness of it affecting your relationship and your marriage, you know, and how it plays out in your home. So let's take ours. I'm in ministry. Um, it comes with his own set of things. Yeah. Right. Um, there are some things that, that conversations and, and ministry or, or counseling or coaching sessions and things that we walk through, Mm -hmm. um, that they do have to stay there. Like that's other people's business and other people's lives. Yeah. How have you liked it most when, I have those two things. Put me on blast, good or bad. Hopefully good. (laughs) When I have those hard days, how do I do by and large with that? And as a spouse with a husband who who deals with some, some nastiness and messy sometimes, how do you most like it when I don't like to compartmentalize, but I do have to keep things separate? How as a spouse do you like it or what's most effective for our marriage when I deal with high stress or high detailed things and then have to bring it home? I think the healthiest seasons of our marriage, um, we would talk, you know, you would say, hey, I've dealt with ABC today. My brain's not really there. Like I just need to veg tonight, but you were, you would be open and talk about whatever you're walking through. I think the hardest times for me would be when you were so, you know, entangled with whatever you'd walked through that day, you know, whether it might've been a hospital visit, it might've been a really hard conversation with a staff member, it might've whatever walking in the door and carrying all of that. And me or the kids not knowing that that was on your plate that day mm. and having to, having to navigate, okay, is, is there issues with us and our home? Is there, so when you come with, with this wow. open platform saying, Hey man, I've walked through this today. Ooh, I'm going to try to leave this at the door. Just so you know, when I walk in, I'm going to try to leave this at the door. Don't really want to talk about my day. Cause this is what it's been. 
You, you know? know what's so funny on that? It was like, I think about those times and I always wanted like my family to love the local church. Mm-hmm. And so I would protect the church. Wow. Hmm. And in trying to protect the church, hmm. I put my family at a detriment. Because you could sense, wow, something's not right. And I'm trying to make sure you go, oh, no, he, <laughs> we love the church and the kids love, yeah, dad's going to work. Because if I came home and said, wow, it was this hard at the church today and I dealt with this today and we dealt with this today, there was that fear in me that there would be something to go, uh, when the fact of the matter is every career yeah. is going to have highs and it's going to have lows. And so where is that? Like, I'm just, this isn't a question. I'm just, I'm wondering where is that line that there's that open and honest communication to go, mm. man, it's just been one of those days, but it doesn't put it at a detriment. You know, if I was, you know, a flower salesman and I sold flowers, which funny that that's what I just came up with, but I don't know that I've ever met a flower salesman, but you know, if if I came home and told you all the negative things about the flower business, yeah. well, as my best friend, you would begin to start getting negative towards the flower business. Right. Yeah. Bro, why are you selling flowers? Like they're awful. (laughs) Stop, get out of that business. Or if I took you to a company event where all the other flower salesmen were, you might go into that event not liking any of those people because of how often I come home talking negative Hmm. about that environment. And so, you know, I hear you say that. I go, wow, I, in, in trying to protect the one thing that I loved, I was actually hurting another thing that I loved. Hmm. So I wonder what, like, How is that communication even in your relationship? Do you talk about your job? I know, I know some spouses that have zero idea even what their husband does. Yeah. Like they don't even know what he does at work. I don't know. I don't even talk about it. And I like there's some good in that, but I wonder if like uh, so it's part of your day, part of your your life. life. Yeah. Wow. That would that would be really hard if you never wanted to talk about it. But it being in the line of work that you have been in for the last almost twenty years. There's things too that like I don't need to know. Like there's things we don't talk about, but that can be that can be really hard. I think for us, the fine line that I always wanted to stress, and this doesn't matter what line of work you're in. I think the thing for me was I always wanted our family to have the best. So like if if the job, whether that was riding in a garbage truck or standing on a platform preaching if the job took away from our home and from and from our kids um I didn't I wasn't about it because for me like this is our greatest calling right this family is our greatest gift this is who we've been asked to steward above anybody else Mm -hmm. and so there were times in you know ministry that you'd come home and you know, we would, the kids would challenge you. The kids would challenge me like, man, why are you happier in front mm. of other people than you are at home? Because there's so much weighing on you that you finally feel like I can be free. I can be, oh, I can be me. And so we, we can take like all those stresses of our career, the day to day that we're doing every single day, come home and be like, this is all I have left. 
for my family. This is all you got to deal with this because oof, life is, you know, life sucks. (laughs) So this, you get, you get the leftovers, you know? And that was a very real conversation, especially when we were in an unhealthy seasons of ministry that were like, no, like, no, our family should get our best. And so, you know, sometimes those weren't easy conversations, but they're real. They have to happen. And I think, you know, for anyone watching, paying attention, that's a question you have to ask yourself. Yeah. Like, is your does your career afford you the ability to be the greatest husband, spouse, father that you can be? Or... Do those closest to you get what's left over because your career is sucking everything out of you? Hmm. Well, Kurt, what do you do now? Man, that's, it's a tough, like, that's a tough thing. But priority-wise, man, it's like your walk with the Lord, like, you're most important. Then your spouse is that second thing. That's the most important thing. Kids being third, ministry or, or employment being fourth. Well, if your fourth thing, you know, I often describe it as, as like a fondue fountain or like a water fountain. You know, it's like that top layer is the smallest and it overruns into a wider one mm-hmm. that overruns into a wider one. Well, the thing that's fourth, it's catching the overflow of the top three layers. So, yes, your job should get a great you because you're a great, you know, man of God or woman of God and man, your spouse is loved and treating you well and that overflows into you're a great parent. And so now because you're a great father or mother, man, your your job gets this person who's just holistically a great, great person. Well, if your job is taking everything, it's overflowing into nothing, man, your family is absolutely potentially getting the leftovers or the worst parts of you. Mm. Man, that's a sad state of affairs. Like, Yeah, and I don't think it... In my perspective, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if you disagree. Oh, I will. I'm, I'm <laughs> ready can. right now. Okay, be ready. For me, your your first calling is your family, right? After after serving God, like your first calling is your family. So I think no matter what you are, quote unquote, called to, it has to come behind your family. Mm. And so if it's harmful for your family... Is it worth it? And I think when we sit in front of couples and they say, well, I can't afford to change my job. I can't afford to do Mm -hmm. something different. And my two cents would be you can't afford not to. Like you can't afford not to. If this is your greatest calling and it is harming your family and your relationship because you're so high strung, so stressed, so riddled with anxiety or whatever because of how hard that work environment is, you can't afford not to make a career change. And it's hard when career has become the definition of you. Hmm. So if status, money, you know, like if you, you get a job that pays you $500,000 a year and now you build your lifestyle up to $500,000 a year. Well, now you have to maintain that. Mm Mm-hmm. And so in maintaining that, it's going to cost you a lot. Man, career is very, very important. And I think now, the one that I'm in now, it's not me making this decision. Because that's the other thing, right? Like, what if two people have been on career choices and then they get married? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, 
you're in a career now. Like you're doing so now how do you have real conversation and open communication to these career choices that we've made? How do we infuse them now into our family to where our family is still most important, not the career? Because when you're single, it's easy for your career to be the thing that guides you. Great. This is what I'm living for, my career. I don't have a spouse. I don't have kids. Like I got open this door. Boom, I'm walking in it. Great. Well, when you add these other two things, they don't now come under your career. They go over your career, but it's now trying to figure out how do we manage this in a very healthy way that we can have open communication. Mm -hmm. If at some point, and this happened multiple times with me being, um, you know, when I was vocationally in the walls of a church where you would go, Kurt, your career (laughs) is starting to take over our family. We got to put some things. You mean in you check. can say that about ministry? Like uh, you mean we don't like to say that <laughs> in the church walls because we feel like everyone's more important than those mm. that live in our home. That everyone else's problems come before our own. Mm. That well, Jesus never stopped ministering. Well, Jesus went on many Sabbath and broke away from people very often Pretty much to refuel his soul all the time. So if you're in ministry and your leader is telling you that the church matters more than your family, let me be the one to tell you he <laughs> is wrong and I can give you my number. He can call. We could talk about it because <laughs> there are people leaving ministry every day because it's costing them the people near and dear to them. Yeah. It's costing families. I'm pretty passionate about that. Are we can you? get on that one if you want to. I, I'll go for a little bit on that one. <laughs> Uh, you know, ministry, I, man, I, and, and we just talk about my career. I, and it's like the greatest gift to be called to ministry vocationally. I want, but I want to say, I want to speak truth. Everybody, if you believe in Jesus, <laughs> you're in ministry done. So I don't care if you are waiting tables. I don't yeah. care if you are, you know, counting paychecks. God has you where you are on a perp for a purpose. And so there were seasons in my life that I think God used me the, the, in the mightiest ways that had nothing to do with any ministry or church. And I was just in the walls of a secular organization, just being who God had called me to be where my feet were in that moment. And, and God allowed me to minister to hearts. Right. And so if, if you're a believer in Jesus, sorry, like you're in ministry. So yep. no matter what your career is, whether or not you have a vocational title, like God has you on assignment. So is that assignment placed over him, placed over your family, or is it in the right alignment? You know, is it breathing life into Well, that's your a question family? right there. In your career, do people know you're a Christ follower in your career? Oh, yeah. Would they be able to say that boss whoever is walking with God or would they be like, you could have fooled me? Like, <laughs> But and, and listen, it goes yeah. back to if your if your family and your marriage is sacrificed on the altar of your career, does that even exemplify a Christ follower? Uh, on the what? On the altar of your career. Jeez. She it's said, like, say it again. <laughs> you know, it's on like, the altar of your career. Ooh, that's. Because I don't, I don't think God ever designed our careers to be our God. Correct. And I think a lot of times our career becomes our God. Through no finances, what. through status, that's where it takes the God seat. Yeah. 
you know. Um, I mean, your career is vital. It's important. It doesn't matter, you know, what you're doing. It, it's an ends to a means for what? For you to be the best person that God created you to be. For you to be the best person in your family that God created you to be. Like, that's not your title. It's not who you are. Then you may not. Listen, you may be watching this and not even be a believer. Yeah, of course. But have a career. Make a lot of money. Do great. But all of that comes under your relationship mm-hmm. and your kids. Mm-hmm. Like it cannot die on that altar. And I just, I think many people get their careers out of balance. Um, and, and here's the thing. Here's another challenge that just spurred in me. Many people that we have coached run to their career because their home is a disaster. We saw that when everybody was on lockdown. Correct. We, we were doing marriage ministry. I thought you were about to start putting people on blast. We like saw we you. Saw and you no, <laughs> no we, when, when COVID happened and we were in that, at that point in the walls of a church serving a lot of different couples, you know, behind the scenes kind of counseling a lot of couples, and everybody has to be in the same four walls together and there's no outside interaction for the mm. most part unless it's social media and there was nowhere to run to. That's when a lot of poo-poo hit the fan and a lot of relationships because they <laughs> had to realize, wait a second, this person I'm, supposed to, I'm called to life with needs is more vital than this yeah. job I'm checking in on Zoom calls for. <laughs> you know, oh, that was... That and it's week. a challenge to both. That that. And that's what I'm getting at. It's not like, think about this. Is your spouse, like, is their career everything? Okay, why is it that way? Hmm. Let's have communication. Why is it that your career trumps everything in this home? You may not like the answer you're going to get. I don't like being in this home. Yeah. At my job, I'm respected. I get paid. I have value. I have worth. Well, if I don't have value and worth at home, wow. if I'm not respected at home, if I'm not cherished at home, well, then why would I ever put my home above my job? Yeah. I can go there and be a hero. I come here, I'm a zero. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm a rapper. Look at that. Look at yeah, that. from here Heroes. to zero. <laughs> Boop. Wicked, wicked, whack. I'm just spitting bars. <laughs> wicked, uh, wicked. I'm going to make a career change. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to support you in that one. <laughs> it's like, you know, I just, I would encourage you, man, like, those watching have communication champion your spouse champion what they're called to champion their career but mm. you can only do that when you're both extremely healthy having open communication and conversation and yeah. and you put your spouse in your home at the top if you know that you are the top of my totem pole then you know what you're willing to walk through the other ones yeah. let's Okay, let's talk about it. It may not be my favorite. I may not care for that much, but I'm going to walk it out because ultimately at the end of the day, I know that I'm most important. That job's not most important. Yeah, I think it's crazy too when you think about how many couples we've seen walk through different seasons when that career is the main focus. Walking through seasons can be really hard. That can be whether or not your like, career, quote unquote, like I didn't make any money being a stay-at-home mom, but that was... Well, my identity was wrapped up in that. That was who I was. And so as that season changes, if I don't slough off, okay, that title, I'm still a mom forever. I'll be a mom. But my identity and what that takes in a day, that changes. Mm. The same goes for, mm. you know, a lot of military couples that we sit in. 
that's a very hard or sit in front of that's a very hard transition when somebody comes back from serving overseas or comes home after retirement or after serving their time or however many years they're in them, there's a different season. And so yes, for a season, the balance might've been different in your home. So making sure your identity is not wrapped up in that career. My identity is my family. Yes. At certain times where we each have more authority or less authority in our home because of how life is orchestrated right now. But you are my you are my spouse. You are my significant other. You are my champion. So I'm going to call out what those things are, even as these seasons change and, you know, ebbs and flows. It's, it's so hard, but it's so vital. So let's think about this. There's been a couple times in ministry that I felt my season was changing. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Man, I prayed, sought the Lord. God gave it to me. I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> is this and my turn under the bus? I, I'm not putting you under the bus. <laughs> I was actually using it as a, oh, I wanted to like thanks. really say, I love you for it. <laughs> um, But I remember coming to you and going like, hey, I prayed. Man, things are changing. Season's changing. I'm going to do this. And you being someone who doesn't really like change. I hate it with every fiber of I my being. I tried to say it nicer, but you don't really like it. change. <laughs> um, I remember those conversations not going like I thought. Yeah. Hey, so God gave me this word. I'm going to do this, and we're going here. And you going, He didn't no, give me that word. He ain't tell me that. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and I remember almost walking away from those, especially the first time, not necessarily the second, third time, because I, had, I, I learned far better. Mm-hmm. But the first time, almost walking away like a, like a little puppy dog with my tail between my legs, going, "But God, you said, and I know you said, and I prayed, and I felt like, man, she's not even there." Like I. But then, three months later, when God revealed to you one hundred percent, that's what we were supposed to do. Mm. Feeling like, oh my word, this is how this works. I pray, I seek God. He shows me this change. I take it to my spouse. If he showed it to me, he'll show it to you. And what we learned was even in these huge career changes, life-altering decisions, mm-hmm. man, doing it together allowed us to go on a very united front. Correct. So in careers now, man, God may be saying, you may be feeling like this, man, I'm supposed to do this. And just know that, man, God may have given you that word. You may know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, like you're supposed to go do that. I would encourage you, Man, let your spouse get on that journey with you. Mm. If you go dragging them behind you, you're going to have a fight on your hands. You know, I think that's so important because no matter what decision you make, there's going to be hard things that come along with that decision. Mm -hmm. Every change of career, every change of anything in life comes with new things and comes with loss. You, You walk away, you lose, like if you change careers and it's in a different city you obviously are are losing your community you're losing potentially what was your your normal is now a new normal so if you don't go into it on a united front and you don't go in together then when things get hard it's very easy for me to point fingers at you and say I knew this wasn't the right decision I knew this would be hard I knew xyz but if we come to this decision together, it's no longer you. We decided we're going to step into this together. I know it might be hard, but I've got peace about it. We're going to do this together. There's no more finger pointing. It becomes a united effort, even in the hard things. Um, 
and it keeps that selfishness in check a little bit mm. when your spouse is walking through hard things because of this new season that you're stepping into. And so, yeah, it's so important. It's so important. But it's also important that when your spouse brings something to you and say, hey, I really feel like this is what I'm being called to go do. It all comes down to trust. Yeah. I mean, it really, really does. Because if I don't trust you and I want to hold on to comfort, I can hold you back from really big, beautiful things mm. and vice versa. You know, and same thing for our kids. Sometimes we get so comfortable with where our kids are and what we want them to become. So we just, we don't want them to step into hard things because why? They might fall. They might fail. And Lord knows we have fallen and we have failed mm. and we have tried things that did not work out. Yeah. But you know what? God did something in them every single time in our family and in us as a couple. You know, he really did. Yeah, I love, and it's been probably the biggest thing for me is, you know, really being able to go, wow, she prayed and heard the Lord. And so that united front moving forward. The other good part is, even the better part is, if it does fail, I can always look at you knowing you were the last line of defense. You could have stopped it and you didn't. We have had times. We have had times that I'm like, I did not hear that from the Lord and I have zero peace and we didn't do I won't it. move. You won't move, which is an honor to you because like you could have just said, nope, we're doing this. And I'm I've just through. learned, man. Like it, it, you, you hear from the Lord just like I do. And so for me, career may be career, but if God shows me, he's going to show you. And, yeah. and again, that's our vocational ministry. You may not be in vocational ministry. But it's still being united as you go forward. You may be going for a job promotion. That job promotion may bring more money, which is great. But if it costs you more time, more weekends, more travel, your Ooh. spouse may not be on board. Like these are the conversations to have. Hey, will you pray with me? It's not just dollar bills because if you become a slave to the dollar, hmm. it may cost you more than you're willing to pay. And sitting in the seat that we're sitting in, walking through the grief we're walking through this year, like there is not a dollar sign you can put no. on time. No. There's not a dollar sign you can put or a title you can put on how valuable time is. There's not one person that at the end of their life looks back and says, man, I wish I'd have clocked another hour. That's, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of one person say, man, I wish I'd have shown up to work another day. You know, and so what holds value? They're probably out there. Some there's somebody yeah, out there right below. now in common. Yeah, they're like, I wish I had worked another day. Too. You know, like there's <laughs> you can't take it with you, and yeah. so it's like what what is the most important thing? And it's easy to say, but man, it's harder to do. You know, yeah. and it's harder to teach your family and your kids. Like at the end of the day, what is the most important thing? Gosh, it is not. It's not those letters behind your name or that bank account you know it's really not yeah there's a lot of things that i think you know you and i have we definitely have walked through but i i love that i've come to a place to enjoy the moments hmm. and making memories that hey we're gonna do this and hey how much vacation time do you have good we're gonna take all them days. Like we're not banking no days. We're gonna take vacations. We're gonna take Sabbaths. We're gonna do the things <laughs> so that you can get healthy. And little did I know, like I need that. Yeah, man, those are so beneficial. If a career is a thing that defines you, 
man, you're just missing so much, man. There's so much more to who you are as a person and who you are and what you have to offer. Like there's so much more than what this career said. Now you may be in a phenomenal career doing great things and please don't let that undermine you. But man, being a good husband, being a good wife, being a good father, they come way before the title on your name. And that career, whatever it, whatever it may be, it will go on without you. So don't make your family suffer for something that would move on with or without you. Yeah. <laughs> I used that to think <laughs> like the only careers that were next man up were like sports. You nope. know, you get to professional <laughs> athletes when you can't perform at that level, there's 10 guys behind you that can. Right. And so it's going to be the next man up. Yeah. And I used to think, well, well that's a rough business. And what I realize now, <laughs> look, it's next man up. You may quit a career tomorrow, and guess what? Somebody's going to fill them shoes and probably do it better than you can. That's right. <laughs> do not be tied to that thing, and don't let that be the thing that defines you, because guess what? Yeah. It's next man up, baby. It's going to be something else. Yeah. I know this, this conversation of careers has kind of changed into, like, family health, but it's it's so detrimental. And I think, I think that it's – Few and far between, even in the walls of the church or online, if you're listening to a message online, that you even hear the word sabbatical, right? Like, what's a sabbatical? What's a Sabbath? That's a huge churchy word. That's a huge churchy word. What's a Sabbath? It's a day of rest. Like, it's a day of rest. And I think in our in our world, it's go, 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 next man up. You got to put in the time so that you can. And so it's like, like, God literally said, this is the order. Like, you need this. And if the, like, God of the universe stepped into our world and said he needed it. Why do we think yeah. as humans, we don't like we need rest. He <laughs> created us in a way that actually dictates us having rest. Isn't there like some country that works and then they all take naps in the workday? Yeah. I mean, a lot of Spanish cultures have like a fiesta or siesta. A fiesta? Not a fiesta. <laughs> A siesta <laughs> in the middle of the day. Every Latin person. You want to know a funny story? I actually was reading because I, you know, I love travel and I like like reading like travel blogs. And there was this, this um, complaint like article on this travel blog about things that these people didn't like. And I think it was some, some like, I think it was some city in Mexico, but they were saying everything shuts down from two to th- from two to four or from one to four. And nobody prepared me for this. And like, I feel like half my day was wasted. And it was because that culture was taking a break in the middle of the day, the siesta. So they were angry because they knew nothing about the culture they were going to visit. And they were ticked that they were taking like a family lunch at that time. It was just funny. It was oh a funny article. Word. But yeah, you know, there's, I think so many different cultures have different ways of addressing rest, but I think first world American culture gets it horribly wrong. We need to wrong. start instituting that with Broken for Better. Siesta right now. We're, We're done. No, I'm kidding. We're done. <laughs> I'm ready. Sign me up. Don't call us from like one to three. We're sleeping. I would love that. That would be awesome. Oh gosh, I would hate that. I know you would. Sign me up though. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. Well, listen, can I tell you? Because I know that I have taken us on <laughs> some journeys. We've had some adventures, and mm-hmm. by and large, you have always been a huge champion <laughs> of me. Thanks, and where we went, and so thank you for doing that. And sometimes kicking and screaming, but 
you know what? <laughs> luckily, not now. Not now. You know, luckily, <laughs> We've now grown a lot. we do a lot, a lot more prayerful and yeah. a lot more uh, going where God leads, and yeah. so it it makes things a whole lot easier for both of us. It may make the process a little longer. Yes. But it makes it much healthier as we walk it. So, yeah. thank you for that. And uh, you got anything else on careers? No, you good? I think I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Listen. Yeah. We love you guys, and we thank you that once again you just tuned in to have a conversation with us as we just have a conversation together. Uh, remember, click the link below. You can support as we continue to do life coaching and counseling sessions for so many others. You can be a part of that. We thank you. We value that. And remember, I'm a published author. <laughs> Check out be the, on the book. Lookout for the book. <laughs> on all platforms, Amazon. <laughs> Barnes and Noble. We love you guys. Click the like <laughs> button, subscribe, tune in, be a, be in tune to anything that we ever post. We love you all. Have a great day.